Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, I'm Gemma Bath filling in for Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Last week, Australian comedian Josh Thomas told the world about his autism. I have some news, he wrote on Instagram. I've known for a while now that I'm autistic. It's been a nice experience for me, figuring it out. I've learnt to understand myself better and it's helped people around me do the same. An estimated one in 70 Australians are on the autism spectrum, but many people, like Josh, aren't properly diagnosed until adulthood. Today we're going to explore adult autism, the prevalence, the often subtle differences in symptoms, and what it's like to get a later-in-life diagnosis. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. April is Autism Awareness Month, and this year there's a big focus on the underrepresentation and misrepresentation of people on the autism spectrum in our media and popular culture. She can understand everything you are saying to her. And if you are happy, press this one. I am sad. Very funny, troublemaker. <laughs> she sees the world in a completely different way from us. That's a clip from Sia's controversial 2021 debut feature film, Music, which was criticised for using a non-autistic actress to play an autistic role and accused of portraying an outdated caricature of autistic body language. The original version also contained scenes of brutal physical restraint for which Sia has apologised and agreed to have them removed from the film. Another recent example of autism on our screens is the ABC documentary Love on the Spectrum. Finding love can be hard for anyone. Do you feel anything about me? Um... Some girls don't feel like dating someone with disabilities. <sighs> that was too awkward. It had much better reviews, but again, it fails to show the full spectrum of the disorder, choosing to focus on the more extreme examples. Autism is a developmental disorder that impacts the nervous system. Common symptoms can include challenges with communication and social interaction and repetitive behaviours. But what we've learnt in recent years is just how much those symptoms change, both in severity and prevalence from person to person. What we know now is that no two people on the spectrum are the same. Samantha Grace wasn't diagnosed until she was 26. She thinks that's because she excelled academically and completed mainstream schooling with no assistance. There wasn't like anything drastic that made it seem like I was autistic. It was only just because I was not very social that mum seemed to think there was an issue. 
apparently was masking an awful lot. I think it's the time. I was just mimicking what other people were doing so it didn't come across as abnormal, I guess. And you were doing pretty well at school, right? Yeah, like particularly in like English and that, I was fairly like good at school. So other than maybe math, there wasn't really any learning difficulties really. Did not having that diagnosis earlier, if you look back in hindsight, did it affect your childhood and your adolescence? Obviously masking is something you shouldn't have to do or you might not have done had you had the diagnosis. Probably not. Like I said, it was mostly just like the social thing that seemed to affect it, but it probably would have helped fix a few things. I didn't pick up very good habits when I was younger, just like with budgeting and cleaning and all that. I just, it never clicked. But because no one figured out there was anything wrong, per se, it was just an oh, she's kind of lazy sort of issue, not that there was actually anything wrong. So is that the main way that your autism presents? Kind of, yeah. It's the social bit and there's just like a few other things, like not particularly the best with budgeting. I'm kind of okay with cooking. I'm decent with cooking. It's just if I can find the easy option, it's usually the better thing and all sorts of different things like that. So how did you feel when you had a name, when you were told you had autism? You know the 2020 hindsight sort of issue? It's like you don't know until like it's pointed out to you. It's like, oh, okay, that actually makes a lot of sense as to why I did those things and why I wasn't very good at certain things. What made you go to the doctor in the first place? When I was younger, I was okay at socialising, but apparently when I hit like high school or something, mum tried taking me to school counsellors and that and they said oh she's fine she's happy and then I think she sort of got sick of it and then sometime last year she's like okay we'll go to the doctor and mum listed a couple of things off and said I think she might be autistic here's a psychiatrist you might be able to go to to help you with that so we set that up and everything so that's how it works. Have you found it easy to find support or services that can help? Kind of well, like I have found support workers in that, but for other stuff, it seems to be picking up a little bit with older people, but it's mostly with like people who are younger. In 2018, Autism Awareness Australia revised its autism prevalence rates from 1 in 100 to an estimated 1 in 70 people. That's a 40% increase of more than 350,000 people. Dr Fiona Aldridge is a clinical psychologist at Autism Spectrum Australia. Doctor, can you explain how that increase came about? So it's been based on a review of the literature, really. So research that's been done into the prevalence and frequency, I guess, of autism in the community across the world. And what we have found is that, yeah, it's occurring more frequently than what was previously reported. And this isn't thought to be because of an actual kind of increase in the rate of autism as such but more because of increased awareness around what autism looks like, particularly in milder or more subtle presentations. It feels like we have a lot more resources out there and depictions in our popular culture for kids or teenagers with autism. Is there more of a stigma attached for adults? I think there's definitely less awareness around what autism in adults looks like and what it can present like. And I think that awareness wasn't there when people who are adults were children. And so it's a less known concept. And so possibly there can be more stigma around that. I think often people's perception of autism is of someone with quite severe autism. And so they don't necessarily appreciate what a a mild or more subtle presentation can look like. 
What have we learnt recently about the different ways autism can present, particularly between the genders? The historical picture of autism was one of maybe the non-verbal individual who didn't speak a lot, who was very socially aloof or isolated and didn't interact a lot, whereas we now know that that's not what autism looks like for a lot of people. And probably a more common presentation, in fact, is much more subtle difficulties and differences in terms of the way that someone socialises and interacts with the world around them and their behaviours in the context of the world. So for adults with more mild presentations, that can be things like being interested in forming friendships, but maybe it taking a lot of effort on it not coming naturally and not knowing how to maintain that friendship or what's expected of them in different social situations rather than that just complete lack of interest in social situations. And I guess you asked also about gender differences and differences between males and females. That's been an area of real increase in knowledge recently and what we know is that it can look quite different. So things like difficulties with nonverbal communication and eye contact maybe is less of an issue often in females and and the kind of obsessions or strong interests that someone has might present differently from males to females. Is there a certain few key signs, perhaps the ones you've just touched on, that an adult can look out for to kind of determine whether they might have autism or should go and get checked and see if they do have autism? Or is it just so diverse that it can be quite hard? I guess the important thing to note about autism is that there is no blood test or scan or anything like that which can identify autism at this point. It does really rely on an assessment of someone's behaviour and really a a history of their development over time and the kind of experiences that they've had. And in terms of the kind of things that we would be looking at, I guess for both adults and children, is those differences in terms of their social communication and social interaction. So things like making eye contact really quite draining and quite difficult, not being able to read social situations that everyone else seems to get or struggling to fit in with the social context at work even though the actual work is quite okay and quite fine. Our other guest, Samantha, said she felt a lot of relief when she got her diagnosis in her late 20s. Is that a common reaction you see from adults diagnosed later in life? It is a really common reaction. I think often people have struggled to fit in, for want of a better term, Mm. and have kind of been aware that they're not seeing things in quite the same way as the people around them. And that's created often a lot of difficulties and challenges for them. And so for someone to give an explanation and an understanding and also perhaps some way forward in terms of self-understanding and being able to connect with other people who might see the world more similarly to them, I think is often a huge relief to people. What do you think needs to change in the way we talk about and support adult autism at the moment in Australia? I think the key is really awareness and promoting the message, I guess, that while there are difficulties associated with autism, there are also strengths and that it really is just a difference in the way that someone perceives and sees and interacts with the world. And there's a lot of positives that can come from that as well. So that kind of understanding and awareness of the strengths that people with autism bring, that kind of individual acceptance and seeing the person for who they are and for their individual strengths rather than any diagnosis or label as such. 
Josh Thomas said he'd decided to share his diagnosis with the world because representation of autistic people in the media is so slim and the autism spectrum is so varied. So here I am, he wrote, another version of an autistic person for the people to see. Hopefully this helps further colour in and add texture to society's idea of what an autistic person is. Fellow comedian Hannah Gadsby was also diagnosed with autism in 2016 while in her late 30s. She spoke about it during her show Douglas in 2019, which you can watch on Netflix. I have what's called high-functioning autism, which is a terrible name for what I have because it gives the impression that I function highly. (laughs) I do not. To give you an idea of what it feels like to be on the spectrum, basically it feels like being the only sober person in a room full of drunks or the other way around. Basically, everyone is operating on a wavelength you can't quite key into. But the number of high-profile celebrities, politicians, journalists and CEOs outwardly telling the world about their autism is limited. The truth is, there are many adults out there undiagnosed who spent their childhood and adolescence unaware that there was and is a reason they see the world differently. As Hannah explains, she spent her entire life feeling slightly off-kilter. It's just my experience in life. But since diagnosis, it means I hide it less and I just can laugh at myself more because I understand it. It was a bit confusing before that. The more high-profile Australians like Josh and Hannah, who share their experiences with autism openly, the better. Because one in 70 is a lot of people. And they deserve to see a more varied reflection of what we know is the reality. That autism looks different on absolutely everyone. That's it for The Quickie today. This episode was produced by Siobhan Moran-McFarlane with audio production by Ian Camilleri. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.